Hey, hey, once again, you've entered into the escape room. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to the set. I am your host, Andrew Lewis, and I want to welcome you into the escape room. This is a place, a safe haven for me to come in and really, you know, become vulnerable, become, uh, you know, just real and honest and upfront about the way they feel about how things are going, about the pressures that we face as men. You know, you can leave all that uh, right here you know, in the escape room, you know, this is a place where you can release all that tension, all that frustration in a constructive way and still leave feeling encouraged, feeling uh, inspired and feeling, uh, you know, uh, you know, just pretty much feeling better about yourself and about everything that's going on in your life. So want to go ahead and encourage you with that. <clears throat> this is episode four of uh, the escape room. And with this episode, I want to talk about uh, being underrated. You know, now when I say underrated, of course, you know, a lot of times we think underrated in a sense of a profession. You know, we feel that some artists, some music artists are underrated. Uh, They don't really get the credit that they deserve. They don't really get the honor and the accolades that's really due, you know, unto them. Uh, Same thing with sports, basketball players. Uh, Some of us, you know, we may feel like, well, King James, LeBron James, you know, he's a lot better than, you know, certain other players or Steph Curry. He's a lot better or. Uh, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, rest in peace, you know, he was uh, a lot better, you know, in a sense. But, um, you know, when it comes down to being underrated, I mean, underrated is a real broad uh, statement. It's a real broad, um, you know, uh, place to be in. Uh, you don't have to necessarily be famous to be underrated. You could be, you know, just like, you know, me, you know, me and you, normal men, uh, you know, everyday, you know, day-to-day men that, go back and forth, you know, to work and take care of their families, take care of their household, you know, watch the kids grow up, um, you know, uh, live, you know, um, the the happily blissful marriage life um, and all that comes with it and, you know, still be underrated. So I just want to go ahead and talk about that. You know, as men, you know, we do uh, go through that feeling sometimes of being underrated. You know, a lot of times I believe that men as men were underrated in different ways. You know, women, of course, I believe that they're underappreciated in many ways, you know, and I'm not taking that away from women. Um, But as it relates to men, good men, because there's a difference between good men and there's a difference between just, you know, sloppy men, trash men, um, just to be honest, you know, men that refuse to, you know, better themselves, refuse to take care of their kids. They refuse to, you know, be good husbands and be good fathers, you know, those type of men, you know, they don't even fit this category of being underrated uh, because they are what they are because of their choices, you know. But those of us who are good men, who are striving uh, each and every day to become better, better versions of ourselves than we were the prior day before or the prior year before, those are the ones that I'm talking about that are underrated. Um, a lot of times, you know, as men, we're underrated because society, you know, places a lot of demand on us. You know, society says that, as men, you know, they kind of dictate to us what kind of money we should be making, what kind of jobs, professions we should have. Uh, you know, if we haven't accomplished this or we haven't accomplished that particular goal by the time we're a certain age or uh, by the time we're in a certain place or a certain space in our lives, then we're not really doing big things like we, you know, feel that we are. <clears throat> but, you know, those are some of the things that society, you know, the uh, the demands and the, uh, you know, um, the expectations that society has on us uh, that causes us to kind of pressure ourselves 
into, you know, trying to, you know, please uh, everyone else but us. You know, as men, you know, a lot of times we really don't, you know, we're the last ones to be pleased. You know, we're the last ones. We try to please everybody else first. Um, you know, we try to make sure around Christmas time, you know, the kids got all the toys they need. They got all the video games they want, you know, so we work overtime and, you know, we try to, you know, gain some extra hours, you know, so we can get the wife, you know, that vacation that she wants, uh, you know, around our birthday every year, you know, or, you know, during the summertime, you know, the family vacation, you know, we try to pick up extra hours around a certain time of year. We try to uh, do certain things to, um, you know, bring in, you know, extra income. So that way we can uh, pretty much, you know, gain, uh, make those goals and make those deadlines. And once we make those deadlines, we feel accomplished. We feel like we've achieved something. We feel like we've really, um, you know, completed a goal. And it is a big goal because, you know, working overtime, nobody wants to be on that job longer than they have to. Whether the job is stressful or whether the job is an easy job. You know, I don't believe that anyone wants to be on their job longer than what they have to if they can help it, um, you know. And that's no matter how much money you're making, how much money you're not making, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we all want to be at home. We'd rather be sitting, you know, enjoying being at home, sitting on our couch in our living room, watching our flat screen TV, watching ESPN, you know, watching, you know, the baseball, the basketball game, football game. You know, we'd rather be doing that than to be, you know, um, you know, under working under, you know, a boss, you know, who's not really understanding our worth and not really understanding our value and they're screaming and barking orders at us all day, you know? So <clears throat> that's just something, that's just one, one area, you know, where we're underrated at and, you know, we're expected to perform under so much pressure, you know, and that's what I want to go and get to the most, you know, as men, we're expected to perform under a great deal of pressure on a day-to-day -day basis. I believe that people don't really understand. People don't really uh, comprehend it. They don't really comprehend how much pressure men go through on a day to day basis. And it's not just pressure on the outside, but a lot of the pressure happens on the inside. A lot of the pressure is mental pressure. You know, the emotional pressure we put ourselves through as men, um, you know, the psychological pressure, you know, why is it that I can't do this like another man is doing it? You know, comparison, you know, I talked to compare. I talked about comparison, um, I believe it was in episode three. Um, where, you know, a lot of times we compare ourselves with one another when we've been given different tools to build different things, which is why we can't really compare ourselves because it's not really, um, you know, it's not really a validated comparison because if I had different tools from another man, of course, what I build is not going to look like his, you know, whatever he's building because we have different tools. We have different tools for different um, for different projects, you know. And so that's how we do ourselves a great deal of injustice when we compare ourselves to one another. And so dealing with pressure as men, you know, we put ourselves through a lot of psychological pressure on a day to day basis. Sometimes we doubt ourselves. Sometimes we doubt, you know, who we are, you know, as men. Sometimes we wrestle with, uh, you know, just things that, you know, we may have gone through, um, you know, just growing up in our lives, you know, not having a father around or for some of us that did have a father around, um, you know, he didn't really do a good job in raising us and or, you know, he may have left, you know, when we became a certain age. And so we kind of, you know, felt like we've, you know, we kind of feel inadequate to a sense uh, because we haven't gotten that that good upbringing that we feel like we should have gotten to help prepare us and to help really, you know, propel us into the world in a in a right way, in a good way, you know. And I could be honest because, you know, um, you know, I'm definitely 
operating as a father, you know, as a husband. Um, I'm definitely operating out of the grace of God completely because I never had a father growing up. You know, my father was never around, never met my father, you know. So I was definitely um, operating when I stepped into this world, into the real world on my own. Um, you know, I, I was definitely at a disadvantage. I was definitely operating at a deficit because I didn't have any kind of fatherly upbringing outside of, you know, different men uh, who became like father figures, you know, and kind of schooled me on, you know, certain things and kind of, you know, taught me on certain things and, you know, kind of gave me some good advice and, you know, just little things to kind of help me along the way. But as far as we're having that round the clock, nonstop, you know, um, upbringing of a father, you know, never had that. And so um, I operated at a definite uh, deficit, um, you know, in my earlier years of adulthood, my earlier years of uh, fatherhood, my earlier years of uh, husbandship, you know, operated at a great deficit, you know, but over the years and over time, you know, as I continue to just keep my, you know, relationship with God strong and uh, continue to keep my faith anchored in God and I continue to just, you know, um, you know, just p pretty much rely on and depend on, um, you know, everything that God is to me as a father, you know, that's how I was able to make it up to this point being married 14 years, having four kids, um, you know, being 34 years old, uh, you know, being uh, just, you know, the type of dude that's a homeowner, you know, um, you know, it was all by God's grace, you know, and it all took, you know, one step at a time. It was all a learning curve. It was all a learning experience. Um, it wasn't an overnight thing. And so that's why, you know, I believe that as men that were, were underrated, um, and that we don't get that appreciation that we really deserve, because I believe that if people understood and knew what we went through, um, not just on the outside, you know, like I want to stress, but on the inside, you know, the things that we wrestle with on the inside, the things that we, uh, you know, kind of combat on the inside a lot on a day to day basis, you know, whenever, you know, our boss is coming down on us on the job, you know, we feeling down upon ourselves. We feeling like, you know, we letting our family down because the boss is not pleased you know, or we feel like society is coming down on us. Um, you know, it seems like society is, you know, uh, putting us in that category of, you know, uh, being dogs and being, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, just, just being, you know, misunderstood creatures, um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we come down on ourselves because of that. So we feel like we have to do, you know, that much more to prove to society that we're not the status quo that they're trying to make us to be. We're trying to prove to, you know, ourselves that, you know, we're not the statistic um, that, you know, we grew up being, you know, being shown that we were, um, you know, or we, we're not the statistic that society is trying to make us to be, you know, by saying that, you know, all men are this and all men are that, you know. So there's a lot of things that we wrestle with on a day-to-day -day basis that, you know, really gets overlooked, you know. Um, and, you know, as far as with, you know, being a good man, uh, like I said, because there's a big difference, you know, between just being a regular man and a good man, you know, um, we don't get acknowledged for the fact that, you know, we're faithful to our families, faithful to our wives. Um, you know, I believe that if uh, people really understood the type of temptations um, that men go through, uh, the type of uh, temptations that men experience um, as far as with, you know, uh, the temptation to not be faithful to their spouse, I believe that people will understand um, you know, and kind of like give me and their props with that. Now I understand too that, um, you know, of course that's something that we shouldn't be, uh, you know, appraised for, you know, technically we shouldn't be, you know, um, you know, celebrated for in a sense, because it's something that we're supposed to do 
Um, and that's something that we should do on a day to day basis. But at the same time, you know, in the society that we live in, you know, we live into a we live in a real um, backward society. You know, we live in a real um, kind of like two faced society um, that says, you know, yeah, you know, as men, you know, you ought to be doing this or you ought to be doing that. But at the same time, you know, that same society that says what we ought to be doing or what we should be doing, um, you know, they put so much stuff out there that counteracts what we should be doing or conflicts what we, uh, you know, it kind of contradicts uh, what we should be doing. You know, and what I mean by that is that, you know, society, you know, it puts out, you know, yeah, you know, uh, smoking is bad. You know, don't smoke because of lung cancer, because of all these things. But yet we're still selling cigarettes on the market. Yet we're still, you know, seeing commercials where people are smoking cigarettes, advertising uh, cigarette brands, you know. And the same thing, you know, as far as with men being faithful, you know, faithful to their spouses, faithful to their wives. You know, yeah, you know, society is saying, yeah, be a good dude, stay faithful, you know, uh, be, you know, a one woman guy. But at the same time, you know, they're putting these things and these images out. And they're putting these um, filters out, uh, you know, through media or through, you know, social media, through, uh, you know, Internet, through, you know, TV, through radio, through music. Uh, these subliminal messages that says, you know, do what you want to do, you know, be free. Um, you know, you don't have to be tied down to just one person. And so it's kind of like, you know, a lot of these things contradict one another in a sense. And people, I don't understand, I don't think that people really realize it and people don't really, you know, see it, uh, that it contradicts uh, a lot of things. And so, you know, if you're a man, you know, and you, you know, faithful to your wife and you're faithful uh, to your family, you know, bravo, because I know it's not easy. You know, I know it's not something that's, um, you know, an easy thing to do all the time. You know, uh, like I said, especially in a world that we're living in, especially in, you know, the type of society you know, that we live in on a day to day basis. Um, you know, those of us that are, you know, holding, trying to hold down a job, you know, whether you're making $14 an hour or you're making $40 an hour, you know, whichever one it is, you know, if you're trying to, you know, hold down your family, you're trying to do what you got to do in order to keep your kids, you know, in, in clothes, keep your kids in shelters, uh, you know, as far as with being in a home, you know, keeping a roof over their head, you know, keeping clothes on their back, keeping food on the table. I mean, that's it. That's all that matters, you know. Um, it's not about having the fanciest car. It's not about having the biggest house, you know, and it took me years to really understand that, you know, it took me years to really understand and really comprehend that this thing called life is not a rat race to get to the finish line because there is no finish line. You know, I just I realized that uh, more and more every day as I wake up and open my eyes that there is no finish line. You know, there's no even no matter no matter how much you obtain and how much you accumulate there's still always something else that you can obtain. There's never a finish line, you know, uh, and it took me years to really understand that. It took me years to really um, like know that, you know, I always thought that, you know, every every time, you know, every year, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and accomplish this. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and get this. I'm gonna go ahead and achieve this, you know. But after it's all said and done, after you didn't achieve the college degrees, which nothing is wrong with having college degrees, after you've achieved all the promotions that you can get on your job, after you've uh, achieved the, you know, um, American dream, so to speak, you know, you've gotten married, you know, had kids, you know, you bought a big, nice house, you know, in the nicest neighborhood, you've done all that. It's still something else out there 
you know, that can be done is still something else that society is going to say as a man, okay, you need to go ahead and do this, you know, to validate your manhood. You need to go ahead and do this to validate how good of a man you are. You need to go ahead and be a part of this and do that. You know, you need to go ahead and own a business. You need to go ahead and start your own, uh, you know, business, start your own franchise. You need to go ahead and become your own boss. You know, nowadays it's about being a boss. You know, um, at one point it used to be about, you know, being, uh, you know, you know, just kind of like being the best you can be, you know, at whatever it is that you did. But now it's all about being a boss. Now it's all about being self-made. It's all about being, you know, um, you know, kind of just, you know, self-made to a sense to a sense where, you know, you've done this yourself. You know, you brought yourself this far, you know, nobody helped you. And, you know, now we consider that to be a badge of honor and we consider that to be a, you know, just a testament of, you know, our manhood, which is still, you know, it's still false, you know, and so you'll never no matter what you do, no matter how much you do, no matter how much you achieve, you know, you'll never enter that finish line because that finish line is kind of like an invisible line is what it is. You know, it's kind of like it's there, but it's not there, you know, and I know that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but that's what it is. It's kind of like, you know, um, I guess I can put it in a sense of, you know, when I was watching a TV show, uh, Chicago PD, um, and, you know, the detective, uh, well, actually the chief, um, the captain, you know, he was talking to his squad, you know, one of the one of the people in the squad. And he was saying, you know, that code of conduct that, uh, you know, police officer have, uh, you know, that code, you know, it's a code that's there, but it's not there. You know, it's something it's there, but you can't see it, you know, and I believe that's what it is as it relates to life and the things that we're trying to achieve and accomplish, you know, as men, you know, it's kind of like. It's a it, there is a finish line uh, that we think that is there, but, you know, it's not really there. It's not really something that we can, uh, you know, kind of like see and feel, you know, because even when we achieve something and we accomplish something, we always feel that it's something else out there for us to achieve, even if we don't know what it is at first, even if we don't know what it is right then at that moment, you know, even after we achieve whatever it is, you know, we could have been waiting 10 years to start a business. Now we finally started a business. But deep down within us, we feel like it's something else out there. We don't know what it is, but it's something else out there that needs to be achieved, that needs to be discovered, that needs to be done, you know. But we can't see it. We can't feel it, you know, but we just feel that we just we just have a sense that it's there, you know, even though we don't know what it is, you know. And so I just want to go ahead and encourage you. You know, to not, um, you know, to not put that kind of pressure on yourself, you know, to go ahead and alleviate yourself from that kind of stress and that kind of pressure, whatever it is that you've achieved thus far. I'm not saying stop where you are, but what I am saying is that whatever you've achieved thus far, celebrate it. You know, if you've achieved making, you know, um, you know, making one college degree, celebrate it. You know, yeah, of course, go ahead and go back, get a bachelor's, get a master's if you want, you know, get a doctorate, get a Ph.D., you know, whatever it is you want to do. But if you if you accomplish just getting an associate's degree, you know, celebrate that thing, you know, and don't ever let nobody downplay it. You know, uh, you know, if you've accomplished making getting a job where you've made you're making 20 bucks an hour and maybe that's the most you've ever got paid on a job before. Celebrate the fact that you got a twenty dollar an hour job. Don't worry about somebody else who's making thirty five dollars an hour. Don't worry about somebody else who's, you know, a CEO of a company. Let them, you know, that's if that's what they doing, that's them, you know, but you celebrate who you are. You celebrate the fact that, you know, you've been able to, you know, accumulate 
a $20 an hour job, more money than you've ever made in your life. You know, that's worthy to be achieved. That's worthy to be celebrated. That's worthy to be applauded for, you know. So I just want to go ahead and definitely, um, you know, remind you, you know, as men, you know, good men, you know, we're really underrated, you know, but at the same time, if no one else celebrates you, if nobody else decides to, you know, applaud you, you know, you got to stop and applaud yourself. You know, you got to stop, even if it's things that, you know, society says and, you know, people say that, you know, you should be doing anyway. You should have a good job. You should be holding down a job. You should be, you know, being a good father and, you know, doing this and that. And that's fine. You know, all these things we know that we should do. But at the same time, you know, it's worthy of celebration. It's worthy of, uh, you know, acknowledging from time to time periodically because uh, in a world where we could be doing whatever we want to do and, you know, in a world where uh, it kind of, you know, pushes us and it kind of encourages us to do whatever we want, you know, while at the same time and encourage us to do the things that we know we should do, which is complete contradictory, you know, is worthy to be celebrated when we're doing the right thing, you know, at least periodically once in a while, you know, so that we can continue to keep moving into the right direction and keep motivating ourselves to keep doing right. Because, you know, it's just like the Bible says, you know, be not weary and well doing uh, for in due season, you will reap if you faint not, you know, sometimes it's easy to become discouraged when you're doing the right thing. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's easy, you know, uh, because the only reason why it's so easy is because, you know, we're living into a world, we're living in a world where it's so easy to do wrong. It's so easy to do the opposite of what we're doing as men. You know, it's so easy to, you know, do the complete opposite of everything that we know we should do. Um, and so, you know, sometimes that can be discouraging because you're saying, like, I could be doing this and I could be doing that, although I don't want to, but I could be doing this and I could be doing that. And if someone would acknowledge the fact that I am doing what I'm doing and I'm not deviating off of, you know, off of my square and I'm not deviating uh, from the focal point, from the goal, you know, um, yeah, it's worthy to be celebrated. So, like I said, celebrate yourself, encourage yourself. I want to encourage you. Keep doing the right thing. Keep doing what you're doing. Stop and celebrate yourself, whatever it is that you're doing, whether it be, um, you know, working, taking care of your family, taking care of your house, being faithful to your wife, you know, celebrate yourself for it. Applaud yourself for it. Don't wait for somebody else to do it because you may never get the applause. You may never get the, um, you know, celebration that you deserve. It has to come from you first. So I want to encourage you with that. This is Andrew Lewis and this is The Escape Room. Be blessed.